Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your co-host, Alexi Booth. And I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. How's everybody doing up in there? We uh, really hope that you guys enjoyed last week's episode. It uh, was a lot of fun. They're, they're, they're fun to look up, and it's fun doing this stuff for you guys. We just, we're just we really glad we got all y'all's listeners. I want to give a shout-out to some new guys we got in the States listening. Uh, British uh, District of Columbia, Denver, California. There's a lot in Texas, too. Texas. And I know there was one in Oklahoma at one time. <laughs> yeah, there's like a list. But there's like a we've been we've been we appreciate it. And we've been getting a lot more likes, and, and stuff. we have some in UK too. Oh yeah, we got a download or two in UK too. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but, thank uh, you. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, we have our email, which is uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South at gmail dot com. Yeah, at gmail dot com. And uh, you want to tell them about the uh, Instagram and stuff? Yeah. So we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. And it is, both of them are uh, South Texas Ghost. Uh, the Texas is abbreviated, so it's TX. Well, sorry about that video there. I can't, I forgot when I take it off of the deal, it clicks off. So, But now we're recording, so we'll have to look at our face the whole time. That That's great. And every now, I mean, I'll go check on the deal. I mean, I shouldn't have to check on the mixing board all the time because once we get everything set, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, all I have to do is go stop recording when yeah. we're done talking. But okay, sorry, we're still newbies. We're trying to. We're trying yeah, to we're gonna out. we're gonna try to do this too to get on you know to get on YouTube, get some um, our YouTube channel going or something too. Uh, I don't know. People like watching it. I'm yeah, like that too. I like watching it. Yeah, so we'll do that. We're trying to get our get our base span a little bit bigger here, guys. Yep. Okay, so do you want to start your story first, or do you want me to start? Oh, uh, let's see. What do you got? I have a, a sane asylum. <laughs> like yeah, always. Go ahead. go ahead and do your uh, a sane asylum there. Okay. Okay, so this um, is the trans Algony Lunatic Asylum in um, Weston, West Virginia. Weston. So... And I'm sorry if I mispronounce anything. As you guys all know, I suck at words. <laughs> so, okay. So, you can apparently do ghost tours now here. It's, um, I guess, like the state bot or something. Like, it's not just abandoned sitting there. Oh, so they're actually stores. putting it to use. It ain't, like, just sitting there like, well, there's a couple of them ones that they, that you covered that they just got all boarded up and they don't want to let people in or anything. Yeah. I guess like this one, I don't know if it's and some of them. Possible. I guess I could understand because the uh, buildings are old as shit and falling yeah. down and crap. Yeah, that or the history in that place is like really bad, and they don't want people yeah. in there, or whatever. But okay, so excuse me, this place was constructed between 1958 and uh, 1881. There was <laughs> constant construction on it, and it never was just like okay, it's done, no wow. more. So it was ongoing. Ow. Um, kind of like the witch at the, what is it, the Winchester house? Yes, yeah. Um, and it was the uh, largest hand-cut stone. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> it was the largest hand-cut stone mansion-looking building in the uh, north. It probably looked like a damn huge castle when it yeah. was all done because no one's probably seen stuff like that at that time. Yeah, it was, it was um, pretty unique then. Um, it was originally designed for, like, 200 patients, and then it actually opened, um, I got two different dates, <laughs> but I really don't know which one's true. <laughs> I she got, don't know. I got 1813, and then I got 1864. Well, in 1813, it took a little trip. But, like, I'm pretty sure it's the 1864 one because, like I said, construction didn't begin until, like, at least 1858. I don't know where the 1813 came into place. <laughs> That's... So... That is a little weird. Yeah. I'm just going to keep that one in there, though, in case, you know. Okay. So, and then the peak that it reached in the 1950s was it reached, like, uh, 2,400 patients. Damn. Yeah, and it was only built for 200. So, so it was only built for 200 people, but there was over 2,000 patients there? Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, so you now, can See, imagine. that's bad back then because it wasn't just the same si asylums that I've, I've noticed, like hospitals. Yeah. Even prisons. Mm -hmm. You know, at first when they built them, they'd be like, oh, for 50 to 100 people. And then before you know it, they got 1,000 in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was bad. That seemed like an ongoing problem back then, whether it was hospitals, prisons, insane asylums. Yeah, the only places that I've noticed that aren't that weren't like that was like the hotels because the hotels were like seven feet tall or not seven feet tall, <laughs> seven floors tall. <laughs> yeah, if they screwed up, they could just add on and make them bigger. Yeah, but um, so obviously it was ended up being way overcrowded. Like it was so overcrowded, and then obviously there was like really bad poor conditions because. Staff ratio to the patient ratio was like terrible, <laughs> um, and then it closed in 1994, uh, and it wasn't always they they called it the nightmare facility, which a lot of the places are the called nightmare that. Nightmare <laughs> facility, I should like have a voice. I mean, I should get a job doing scary voices. So <laughs> like, welcome to scary stories told from the south. Oh gosh. Um, okay, so this is like this is what I found interesting. They said that it wasn't always like that. Like, okay, whenever they first opened it, and it was like at least the two hundred patients that were there, like before it went over capacity, they said that it was like really, really nice. Um, there was the patients were allowed to be like in the sunlight, and they were allowed to walk like on the courtyard, and now they were out of their rooms, and they were able to like roam freely, and everything. And it was like a really nice place, and that they were actually helping people. That's crazy. Um, and they had working farms and a dairy spot, I guess, and they had like their own waterworks, um, a gas well, and a cemetery. And they it were was busy little village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed that with the asylums too. Like all their places, pretty much, are, like their own little city. That's crazy. Um, like a fox. And it, they said that the patients felt at home and well cared for and restored and stuff. But then when um all the patients came in <laughs> whenever it was like overcrowded that happened in uh, 1881 um there was an increase in i guess mental illness i don't know hmm. if or what happened but like i'm not really good on history but <laughs> it just happened i guess all of a sudden and the facility was like overturned by patients and they would they uh they have some more of the they were okay, so it only fit two hundred, and there was like two thousand in there. But then I read that like it only they housed more than five hundred. So. Oh gosh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, so it uh, it obviously housed way more than it could fit. Yeah, too. And when they start getting overcrowded like that, they a lot of people slipping on the cracks because they don't get the correct care. Yeah, um, and some lived in like okay, so there was a room designed for one because it was two hundred, and then they ended up putting like five or six people in there. There was a room designed for one. So you can imagine how crowded that was. Yeah. I bet yeah. you there was some crowded stuff. Yeah. And they couldn't keep up with the patients, so it declined. And the farming and the dairy was only for 300 I guess, because they had extra for, like, the staff and stuff, I guess. I don't know. And there wasn't enough for all the patients there, so they obviously, like, suffered from mal- uh, malnutrition. That's how you say it, I think? Yeah, malnutrition, at least. He's a male, whatever I said. And then it made the mental issues like ten times worse because they weren't getting like fed and yeah. everything else. So That's <laughs> that, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. And then in 1990, 1990, 1938, there was six, time, six times more patients than it was built for. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I said that right. <laughs> uh, and then there, so because the patients were like not guarded or like not like looked at or like taken care of they were running around like wild animals anarchy yeah (laughs) literally and it was outnumbered there was no control um there was a camera crew sent in kind of like off of ahs american horror story they guess they went in i don't know how that it didn't say how that came about but they just they got sent in to do an expose on the conditions there was patients sleeping on the floor because there was literally only like 200 beds. And there was... We got a thousand people. Yeah, there was like so Just many. Just sleep on the floor. Yeah, and there was no heat at all. So they were all freezing cold or whatever. There was... Um, the windows and everything used to be so clean, and now there was like grease and grit and all that on them. Uh, the wallpaper was either decayed or the patients had peeled it all off. So it was really gross. And then there was deranged patients locked in cages. Deranged patients. Hmm. And then there was at least 4,000 lobotomies. God damn. See, man, that's just... 
That just cracks me up. You think they would have noticed with them lobotomies that they weren't helping anybody. They, you think they would be going, oh, shit, we're doing this, and it don't seem like it's helping because they're brain dead after we do it. But they kept doing it. Yeah. They were just like, oh, we're helping. <laughs> yeah, because it was weird. They'd drive that up in there. They'd hit, go up here in your eye with a spike and shove it up in here and do this because they figured it was cleaning out the cobwebs. But what it was doing was knocking the... Uh, you know your brain and stuff the connection it has or some crap right yeah there. like the little nerve endings i think that's yeah the little nerve endings mm-hmm. it was knocking them loose and yeah it was fucking and it killed people. a lot of them were made them brain dead or like messed up for the rest of their life well kennedy's uh family when he was growing up one of his sisters they sent her away to one of them places and got that done because back then if you had the money you could get it done and people were like wanting to do it and saying it was working you know and they were basically guinea pigs yeah, it was bad. Um, and then in 1994, it closed, you know. Um, they said that the rooms are still filled with, like, all the medical equipment, the furniture, and there's, like, a bunch of wheelchairs in the hallway. So, like, I don't know why, but, like, I figured that, like, whenever a place closed, you would move everything out. Not apparently. Yeah. I've noticed that with a lot of places, like, they don't move anything out. They just Yeah, a lot of places. I've noticed that, too, like you're saying. It, it don't matter if it's a hospital asylum a prison they just leave everything yeah it's weird like especially with the hospitals you think that they would like they could take it and use it for other hospitals that or like because like the old needle or something that's like a hazard yeah (laughs) because like you can't keep out every single trespasser there's some people that don't abide by rules so that's crazy um that's pretty much all the history so now we're gonna get on to some of the ghosty stuff Mm. um Okay, so I guess some of the stuff did happen, like, while it was already running. I don't, so I don't know what happened way before they built on, like, I guess before they built on the land or whatever. It didn't really go back that far, but I do know some stuff that happened while they were there still. So, okay, so some workers quit while it was still open because they heard um, um, unexplainable noises and uh, they heard, like, squeaking of hospital gurneys. Yeah. Squeaky, squeaky. But there was, like, no one around or there was no, like, ones moving or anything. It was, like, just out of the blue. Or, like, they weren't on the floor or something yeah. like that. It was just, like, what? So, and I also found this out. There's at least 2,000 or more in the cemetery. God damn. And the cemetery is still there. Like, and all the bodies are still there. Well, yeah, they ain't going to move the cemetery. Well, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and then... They see, like, ghostly figures walking through halls at night and shadowy figures. See, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That would um, scare me. Yeah. There's a doctor that used to work there, I guess, and it followed her home one night. What? Yeah, and there's also been things thrown at people and things thrown at walls, and there's been, like, whispering. It's Hello, how you doing, Clary? Well, okay, and then this is also something that ha- this happened why like by like why it was up and running and stuff, but it's like I guess connected uh, to ghost stuff because like sorry about that guys. <laughs> um, I'll work on my manners. That was rude. Yeah, that was nasty. Um, <laughs> a patient stabbed. A patient got stabbed seventeen times by another patient. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. It didn't say how or how that came about or something, but with how the facility was running, like they were just by themselves and they were all like mental patients it was all running around saying anarchy pretty much yeah and anything you know i mean so and then two patients committed suicide in the same room different times and they hung themselves by curtain rod god damn so yeah that's man it's just i don't know and then on one of the ghost tours they took a evp or whatever it's called to uh like hear stuff oh god and they heard a get out on it well, I imagine there's a lot of torn up souls there. I mean, God, people oh, weren't yeah, getting, no, you know, know, people weren't getting tended to like that. Well, and then how ghosts get, like, stuck, like, in between worlds and stuff. Yes. Like, you can imagine all the energy there and stuff. Just, like, the energy well, yeah. itself would be, Especially, like, like, a lot of the ghosts that don't know they're dead and they just keep hanging around. Yeah, or, like, the ones that were, like, really tortured and stuff are just, like, trying to find peace, but they can't. Yeah. And then like, what's crazy is you have some ghosts that they know they're dead and they just stay there. Yeah. Um, the third floor also is, like, really haunted. It's probably, I think it's, like, the most haunted area <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> um, so, 
another suicide happened on this one or sort of like that. Two patients got another patient and tried to um, hang him over like a balcony or something, like the stairs or something, like over it. Oh my god! And then when he didn't die, they beat him to death. Jesus Christ! Well, I'm gonna beat your ass, boy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like that's it, weird. They he, they're like, well, he ain't dead, so let's just beat him to death. Yeah, and it was by the mental patients. The mental patients beat up their own. Golly. So I like I said, I don't. Well, too, there's probably understaffed. They didn't have enough people. Yeah, to that's make what sure I'm saying. Like, like there's probably a lot of stuff like that happened where inmates beat the other inmates. Yeah, like about the fights and stuff. Like when the one the patient that stabbed the other one seventeen times, like, and it could also be due to the lobotomies and stuff. Yeah, making people crazy. You know, like, you just don't know. Well, they did all sorts of stuff to him back then, too. A lot of experiments. Like, I know yeah. there was one that did, like, a radiation thing to him. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, so, there's doors that close by themselves, like, open and close, like, slamming and stuff. I can't deal with that. There's apparitions. Like last night? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's apparitions and shadowy figures. There's a lot of strange noises, and there's toys, I guess, for, like, the little children's that are still there. Children's. Little chi- children. <laughs> um, and they move all the time by themselves, and they turn on, and there's a music box that they have. Mm-hmm. Well, too, it, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's but, good. But, like, a lot of them kids that uh, went to the same asylums, they just got shipped there. A lot of them weren't even mentally unstable or nothing. They just got put there because they had nowhere else to stick them. Yeah. Because they were orphans. You know, the orphan places were packs they'd stick them in asylums yeah or like yeah like you said feeling they didn't want them or something they would mm-hmm. go there it's sucks yeah um and then this is really creepy like there's a creeper person or like a shat like i don't really it didn't say what it was for sure but it says creeper a creeper, creeper person guy okay crawls on the floor yeah yeah i'm like nope i'm out <laughs> that's kind of like that thing I was talking about last night the uh what was justin talking about the good uh, rake the rake yeah yeah and then there's a banging pipe sound, and there's screaming and moaning, and there's laughter. Oh, God. So there's kind of like a lot that goes on, and like I said, there's with a whole the, lot. Yeah, there's like with that's the crazy. Yeah, but that's all I got for that one. But like, it is. I would say it's haunted. <laughs> yeah. And with the ghost tours going on, I'm pretty sure that's not helping. But it's cool how they're letting people go in and um, investigate the stuff, and it's not closed down. People can still go in there and investigating all that yeah yeah that's all so nice so what uh what do you got for us well well uh today that's uh that stuff i got today is going to be from louisiana i'm going to be uh covering louisiana stuff figured it'd be a little fun i know there's probably a lot more stuff i just seen what i i just grabbed some of the first stuff i seen out in the bayou yeah well this is a little story about the Manchus West, uh, the Manchus Wetlands. The Manchus, Manchus Wetlands. The Manchus Wetlands. Can't say that. Manchus, Manchus, Manchus Wetlands. From north, uh, the northwest of New Orleans. And are, you know, there are thicker woods. But be careful, look carefully if you go out there, they say, because there's a voodoo queen out there named, named Julie Brown that just might get you. And she goes, well, she goes by Julie, Julie Black, no, Julie Brown, Julie Black, or Julie White, I believe. Yeah. But, um, she was the voodoo priestess who lived on the outskirts of the edge of, or on the edge of the swamp and worked with the residents of the uh, nearby town, uh, Franer. And uh, there was a couple of towns like that around this area because they were, um, I think they were they were logging towns because logging was pretty big in that area, so they were logging towns. There was like three of them. But uh, she lived close to this. She was known for her charm and her, her, uh, oh, her charms and her curses. Mm-hmm. That's why people would come to her. As well as uh, she would, uh, she was always known too. She'd sit there on a porch strumming a guitar, and she would sit there singing uh, on the front porch with her guitar all the time, singing. Um, what they say, she'd sing a song that went, 
one day I'm going to be gone, and when I am, I'm taking this whole damn town with me, and just, well, they say she was kind of bitter because, uh, she felt like they were just taking advantage of her, because she was a good person, even though she was a fucking witch and had curses. Yeah. She was a good person, and too, I guess, and people, she thought people were taking advantage of her good personality and her good will and all that, and her, you know, her, oh, she's a witch, she can do curses, so, they say, um, this is a reflection of her being mad, she kind of caused it, but it was a natural disaster, how the hell are you going to say she caused that? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know, I told you about uh, that town Freener she lived by. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a logging town, and there was a couple more of them in the area. Well, a massive hurricane came. Hurricane came in September 29, the 29th of 1915. It was a massive hurricane that swept through the area and killed Julie. Sorry. <laughs> it's Jared. It's my phone. It's Jared. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, she she got killed in the massive hurricane, and it like I said, it wiped out that town, and I think two more others in the area. But the legend says that she put a curse on the town because you know, like I said, she felt like she was being used. So they they say that's her legend. That was her curse. That was her curse. She was singing when she was on the on the porch. Mm-hmm. That was her curse to the whole area. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the bait, yeah. They say that, you know, like I said, the storm wiped out the whole town and the other towns around it. And the, you say uh, her ghost is still haunting the uh, forest in there. Ugh. She's just a pissed off soul is what it sounds like. Wait, so they like blamed the natural disaster on her? Saying well, it's yeah, because like- she was like a witch and she was known to sit there on her front porch and be like... You know, one day I'm going to sing it like, like one day I'm going to be gone. And when I do, I'm taking this whole damn town with me. And she was really ticked because, like I said, she got tired of people just using her for her curses, curses and her charms and stuff. And but it was like, you can't, what? <laughs> yeah, so when the hurricane came in and wiped out them towns and killed everybody, even her, they said uh, that was her curse because she always sang, if I die, I'm taking this whole damn town with me. Yeah. But they say she still haunts the forest, and there's uh, there's been, you know, there's been uh, sightings of her. Or not they don't know if it's her. They just see like an image of a woman. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody knows what she looks like. But it's one of them like urban legends. I mean, I believe the woman did. She was really real, and that hurricane did come and wipe out them three towns. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But it's one of them cool stories. One of them cool legends. I'd kind of like go see them swamps anyway, because. Man, them swamps in Louisiana are creepy as shit to begin with. Yeah. You know, they got the them cool trees that kind of hang over into the wood, into the swamps with the moss coming off the trees and stuff. Uh-huh. It already looks creepy as shit. We should go to Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> we could visit the La La Lori house. Ah, we could visit. Yeah. And there's certain tours you can take, too, I was looking. Mm-hmm. Well, there's tours like anywhere. But. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's the story of Julie Brown. Can't believe the whole town blamed her for a natural disaster. Yeah, for a freaking natural disaster. I mean, come on, guys. That's that's like a tornado coming over our house and saying we summoned it. Yeah, well, they said, like I said, the reason they blamed her was because her sitting on the porch singing that song all the time. Mm, You never know. I mean, think about it. I'd get pissed off, too. People kept coming around for the wrong things all the damn time. and just Yeah, getting tired of taking advantage of. I mean... So, that's how it is in the hood. <laughs> okay, well. Well, don't sit on your front porch singing songs like that, because <laughs> if a natural disaster comes, they're going to blame you. Yes, yes, they will. Especially in but this town. But that would do that and creep your neighbors out just sit out there. One day when I'm gone, I'm taking this whole damn town with me. Oh, people here would come over here and, like, hit you with your guitar. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, it's my turn, and I'm going to be talking about the... Please say this right. The Vizsla, Vizsla, the Axe Murder House. Oh. Yeah, it's in Iowa, Vizsla, Vizsla, Iowa. <laughs> I can't talk. Okay, so. You can do it. It's, yeah, okay. People, I'm pretty sure, will know what I'm talking about without having to, you know, so. Okay, so. You see, you're just going to work on that. 
What? Going. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Shut up. Okay. So it was the town in 1912 had at least um, oh it had right a little bit over like 2,000 people like so it was like mm, popular. Yeah. And then after the uh, murders, now it's less than a thousand. Oh my god! So after the murders, like everybody left. So what happened was okay. So on June eleventh, nineteen twelve, around or like between midnight and five a.m., the eight people of this house that lived there were bludgeoned to death inside the home of the Moore family. That's what their name, the last name was. Um, there was six family members and then two friends of one of the daughters. There was six victims that were children and then the other two were the parents. Um, in the evening, no one heard or noticed anything. And then the next morning, the neighbor went to check on them because she said that they hadn't came out, like, to, you know, do their daily stuff, like, water the plants or, like, walk their dog or something like that. Like, just do their daily well, stuff. Well, they probably had to, you know, get milk and stuff like that, too, because this was back in the 1800s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, not 1800s, 1912. Well, 1912, but still, they didn't have, I mean, electricity wasn't real big yet. I don't yeah. Think you had to be, like, rich, yeah. I think, to do that. Um, and so she went to go check on them, and they didn't answer, cause, and the door was locked. So she was like, oh, that's weird. So she called um, the husband's brother. And, um, so he came and he unlocked the door and he found everyone murdered. Could you imagine walking in on something like that, going into your brother's house and seeing everybody just Oh, that would massacred? tear me up. That would... And not just, like, shot in the head. I mean, an axe and just... Well, whenever I read about this, I, um... Because, okay, I've heard about... Okay, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm gonna ref I'm gonna reference American Horror Story again. Remember Coven, the third mm -hmm. season. You know how there was the uh, axe murder, the guy yeah. that was out. There's a story of the axe murders that were in Louisiana, but this is in Iowa, so I'm yeah. not positive. Um, but he uh, like it's so familiar to it. That's crazy. And it wasn't just that house; it was like numerous houses. They never caught the killer or anything. So I just was like, what? That is strange. Sorry. I've noticed after watching American Horror Story that like a lot of these are connected. Oh, I know. See, that's one thing I like about American Horror Story. They base it so much off true stuff. They're, uh, a lot of their stuff is true, yeah. I've noticed. Because even from the first season, if you start looking up some of that other stuff that happened, it really happened. Yeah. Like that one actress that got chopped up in pieces. Mm-hmm. She, that really happened. And some of the other stuff they talked yeah. about really happened. And that, I really do think there was a doctor who had the house at first there really was a doctor and he did like illegal shit in his basement yeah so but okay so plastic surgery <laughs> and stuff like that for hollywood um so they think the police think that the killers were already in the attic because i think that it, they think it was more than one i'm not really well, sure i mean i've always heard that story too and you'd have to be how in the heck i've always wondered how do you kill eight people yeah how in, in the hell do you go and kill eight people in their sleep without the others not waking up or hearing anything i know i sleep hard but come on i know i'd probably sleep through that because i mean i can sleep through like so they'd anything. have to have somebody kill the adults first or something like you know, somebody I mean, like a help or something they'd have to because i mean well like the mom and dad you know they slept in the same room how the heck did one get killed and not the other i mean how did one get killed and the other one not hear it because one of them had to go first yeah you know what i mean i don't know so they think that the killers were in the attic and were waiting because there was no sign of a break-in or anything and i guess they left the door unlocked or something well, i don't see, know back, back then man well, back then you could do that. Yeah, now back then it's different. People left their doors open, their cars unlocked, you know, they had cars. I mean, you didn't, I mean. Yeah, now just the way it it's a totally different world. Now you can't trust hardly anybody. So. But I trust you listeners. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was like the big thing that happened. And it was devastating. And the whole town was mourning over it, I guess, because they were like really nice people in the town. Was there for the, like, they. So, like I said, the town population went way down. And so, I said that it had a few different owners and stuff. And I'm not really positive of what it is now, but I think it's a B&B, &B, but I'm not 100% oh positive. 
Did you stay the night there? Yes. I mean, that's not that's not uh, somewhere where like one person got killed. That was like numerous. That yeah. Like well, eight. I think it's a B and B, but I'm not positive. But I also know that you can stay overnight, so I think they might have turned it into like a paranormal investigation thing. I'm not 100 percent positive. I didn't see anything on it. I'm just kind of like. You're like, hmm. Not for sure, Pee-wee. Yeah, I'm not positive, so don't take my word on that one. But I she's do positive. know... She's positive. Take her word for it. And then email <laughs> her about all the shit she's saying that is so wrong. Sure. Tell her. So, okay, I know you can Just stay kidding. at the house overnight, and you can get a tour. That's crazy. And they said that... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if, you know, let's say our, our fans were like, Hey, y'all stay the night there. Do a podcast there. I mean, if the fans wanted me to, I would. <laughs> I'd be dumb, man. I'd be scared as hell. Yes. Could I you am. imagine us doing a podcast like we're doing right now in like a haunted house and something <laughs> flop up behind the screen while we're talking or something uh-uh. come over to Mike while we're talking, you know, and doing this? Yeah, I know. So, okay, you can hear like obviously the strange noises and stuff. And then you can hear children crying, I guess, from like when they got murdered or whatever or afterwards. Oh, man. And then you can hear whispering and things move all the time. Let's say furniture's rearranged and this and that. And so. Um, okay. When obviously, whenever you go do a paranormal inv- investigation, you use an EVP or whatever it's called, yeah. MVP or whatever. Um, <coughs> whenever they went and did it, some paranormal activity happened. Um, were it was active where they died and say where, but I obviously because they were asleep because it was between certain times, like in their bedroom and stuff. Um, it was really active where they died. And the stuff that happened was, like, they were touched, scratched, they were grabbed, um, a shadowy figure with a face and pupils and ears and, like, hair, like, appeared. And then... That's better. Yeah. Um, Sorry, the EV- chair was a little low. The EVP reveals a lot of voices of the children and the parents. Mm-hmm. And then, apparently, there's satanic rituals there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too. Yeah, but that's kind of all I have. I just I don't. My biggest thing is I just I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's connected because it's like the axe murdering thing, and I've read so much about it and like I've heard like I listen yeah. to podcasts about it. But and it's kind of hard to say, you know, like you said, it's if it's real because one was in Louisiana and one was in uh, Illinois. Well, it's Iowa, but oh, Iowa. the coven was on was in. New Orleans or whatever in oh, Louisiana yeah. because of the Law Laura House. Oh yeah. So, but it, like I said, they all, they don't do it like always where it is. Yeah, that's true. They really don't. Like the Briarcliff Manor House, that's not exactly where it happened and where it is. So. Yeah. But I don't know. It makes you wonder. Oh God! Well, I mean, when when you have that many people die and just and that brutal, yeah, kind of yeah, that kind of tragedy. There's going to be some kind of spirit still there. There's going to be something. I mean, oh, yeah, most definitely. Because their life was cut short, and, I mean, it's like they said, they just, it's a hell of a way to die. Well, I mean, and there then wasn't also, just one person. It was like a whole fucking family got Well, this. and it wasn't just the family, too. It was her, their friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had two people stay the night. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay the night at your friend's house now? <laughs> I want friends. How about your friends in Idaho? You want to go spend the night with your friends in Idaho? I don't Idaho? got friends in Idaho. Idaho. Iowa. <laughs> I mean, Iowa. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your next well, story? Well, I got another voodoo story, I believe. Ow. Yeah, this one's uh, Alice Penny. Yeah, Alice Penny Taylor. Not much was known about her. She passed away in 1859, and that's where the story begins. No one really has a whole much of her life like when she was alive they just know her when she died <laughs> yeah pretty much well that's when they started uh she started haunting the cemetery okay <laughs> they'd, you know they'd see her um they'd see her apparition in her ghost you know they reports all the time well then in the 1950s to the 60s there was three episodes i think and uh this woman's uh tomb she got buried in she was um it was like a like a one of the tombs like a, the Egyptians are buried in. Mm-hmm. It was like that. It had a marble slab on top of it. I mean, pretty thick slab. You have to get grown. I mean, machinery or men to help, grown men to help move this thing. There was three occasions where the um, they had reports that someone 
opened that thing up and took her bones and stuff out and set them outside. It happened like three times. What? They don't know if it was just like the the kids, because kids always like to go out there, you know, because her story, you know, haunting the, the... Yeah. Kids like to hang out together. Yeah, so they like, you know, what's a teenage thing? Hey, let's go hang out there. Let's drink some beer. Look for that ghost. Well, then I guess they... they they don't, they're not for sure if it was paranormal activity or it was the kids. But even some of the people are like, yeah, but you'd still need a lot of kids to move that. That's a marble slab, which is like, I think it was that it's, thick, yeah, the pictures I've seen. And it's just, you know, like a tomb, like Egyptians are buried in. That long and about that thick. And, you know, it had to be, you know, the width of your body. So there's no way in hell I don't think the teenagers moved it. But that's where they were like, well, you know. But what's funny is when they, the cemetery went and put some bars on it or something and it hasn't been moved since but she's still reported all around that cemetery mm. but it's just weird no one knows a whole lot about her you know at all until she passed away some say uh some say there some say her ghost yeah some say her ghost is looking for her family or she was looking for a way out of the cemetery to go get revenge because she's got another little story behind her they thought she was like a little witch and all that stuff and that's why there wasn't a whole lot about her because she really wasn't in the papers much or anything she kind of was a homebody i guess kept to herself Mm. but that's you know that's another you know that's how it was back then people thought you were witches when you weren't just because you stayed at home and didn't go and weren't sociable yeah. You know, they thought you were, uh... So judgy. Oh, she's the devil! She's <laughs> the devil! Because she don't get that to her house! I forbid you hey, to go people, see her. Hey, people, I don't hardly get out of my damn house for anything either. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, I got two podcasts I do, and it's fun, though. It keeps me busy with my kiddos. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's it with her. There, like I said, there's not much prior to her dying, but it's like once she died, man, she started haunting that cemetery. And like they said in... In the, the, that ten-year span from 1950 to 1960, there was a, that that uh, her uh, slab, that top of the slab, was opened and moved three times. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's so heavy that like yeah, I, still I couldn't move that. You couldn't move it. that. Like it would take like four of us to move that. I mean, it'd take a lot of fucking people. Them slabs are big. Yeah. <laughs> so There's... that's where I'm like, eh, and who knows? You know, nobody really knows her past either. She might have been into some witch stuff, or she, you know, there is no telling. Or she came back for revenge. <laughs> revenge on what? I don't know. <laughs> that is kind of weird, though. Like you don't know. Yeah. I don't like stories like that. Like you don't know, because I don't like the uncertain. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's uh, where you know. You can do the ghost story stuff, and I'll do the stories like this where it's a lot of urban legend and folklore. Because <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, like them, stuff. too, because stories like that have been around think about it since the Indians were here. They have a lot of folklore legends. Like the, they got one, uh, there's one of a big uh, hawk or something in Oklahoma. Supposedly suppose it comes down and attacks you. Ew. Yeah. I go to Oklahoma. I like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be tugging. Okay. Is that all on your other... Oh, yes. I am done with my <laughs> little papa walkie. Now it's your turn. You're a mysterious ghost. <laughs> okay. See, this ain't bad. We've done two stories apiece, and we're right at 37 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be covering the Ohio State Reformatory. Ohio. This is in Mansfield, Ohio, obviously, because it's Ohio State Reformatory. <laughs> um, so... This was formerly known as the Mansfield. <laughs> Shut up. Formerly known. Formerly known. Formerly known. Formerly known. It was formerly known as the uh, Mansfield Reformatory Historic Prison, and th- this thing has been like a couple things. So just bear with me. It opened in 1886, and it is nearly 130 years old. So it has some history. Just a little. <laughs> just just a little bit. Okay, just just a tiny bit. Um, there was a little, little bit, a lot, there was a lot of rioting and, like, the, excuse me, the patients or, um, whatever, uh, inmates, inmates, um, they fought each other and stuff, I mean. They were pissed off. Yeah. 
I mean, that's kind of how it is now in prison, though. Everyone fights. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's always been like that yeah. in prison, you know. The people always gripe that our prison conditions here are bad. Man, we got it made easy compared to some of these countries, fellas. Some of these countries, these prisons are nasty. They don't have running water in them. They got to piss and shit in buckets. They oh, yeah. get treated like fucking cattle. When it's time to eat, they just come by and throw food out sometimes at some of these places. And if you're not, if you don't know how to get out there and scrap and throw down, you ain't going to eat. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just always kind of been angry like that at different places. Um, and it's overcrowded, the isolation cells. They're, like, really, really overcrowded. And then, so... Hmm, it we haven't heard that before. I think every damn one you've... I know. ...you've done. Well, they started out, and they just, just for 100 people, but... <laughs> when it was said not done, they was doing 5,000. Yeah, just, just be prepared. It's always going to be overcrowded. Um... And then, so the cost for this place was about $1.3 Damn. And it took about 10 years to build. <laughs> Jeez. That's a long time. Yeah. So in 1886, when it opened, they accepted 150 inmates, even though it was, like, not finished because it took 10 years to build. Oh, yeah. And Let's just open her up. We ain't done, but who gives a shit? Yeah. So they would. I don't. They had a hole, a punishment hole, or like a cell. They had either like a punishment hole or like a selling. Selling. You're a selling. (laughs) Like a spot that they would go put prisoners if they were bad or misbehaved. They would leave them there for three days. No shower or bath or whatever. Kind of like the hole. Yeah, no water. Yeah. No bathroom. No electricity, no nothing. No food, nothing. No window in the room, anything. Yeah, for three days. Uh, Imagine just going in your closet. They're ripping out the concrete, ripping out the, ripping out the uh, carpet in your closet, and putting like just making the walls cold like concrete, and staying in a dark closet like that for three days, three four days. It would be, it would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, so one time there was three prisoners that all went in the hole or whatever you want to call it, and only two came out. So one died in those three days. Hmm. Wonder what happened there. Yeah, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. It didn't say if like they killed him or like they got hungry and ate him or <laughs> what. There ain't no telling in the prison. Like yeah. That. Well, too, it's dark. You don't know what the hell's going on. Well, okay. And there was also four movies made, like four major movies, but I only got one written down because I didn't feel like they were right ma- in the list. That were made at that prison. Yeah, one of them's Shawshank. Okay. See, I, okay, I remember this prison now because. I was watching something on the History Channel. They said when they was getting ready to tear the building down, Hollywood drove up that day and was like, no, 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 don't tear it down. We want to use it for a movie. <laughs> we want to use it for a movie. We got a big movie. Because what they do in these movies, they have these uh, people called scouts. Mm-hmm. And they pay them, and their job is to go out and find locations that fit the script to their movie they have, that the, these writers get, or they're producing. Yeah. And the directors. That's what their job is, to go find something that makes it cl- as close as you can. So when he found this, he found out they were tearing it down, and he had to haul ass. And I mean, they got there when they was fixing to come in with the wrecking ball and just tear the fucking place down. So he saved it from being Yeah, torn. Hollywood saved it. I, think, I don't know if Hollywood bought it, but now, you, I mean, now it's like a museum or something, right? Um, We'll get to that at <laughs> the end of my notes. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool how it got saved. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, like I said, it was 10 years to build. It finished in 1919. That math don't seem Well, that makes sense, though, man, because I remember all the movie of that fucking jail. I mean, prison. It was huge. I mean, huge. Yeah. And back then, too, I mean, they used used a lot of them... um, Big stones and stuff. You notice mm-hmm. that? Yeah. They don't have to do that now. Now there's concrete and yeah. you know, stuff like that. But back then they would actually carve out a lot of these stones from the earth to use in these massive Like it was like actually like hand handmade. Yeah. It wasn't like. So that's another dumb. reason probably why it took so long. Yeah. Uh, so it was 600 single cells and it was uh, six stories. So it was like six 100 stories. on each floor. And then. Oh, whenever it went, like, way overcrowded, it went from, so, like, there was 600 people that could fit, 
and then it went like multiplied by three so like there was one man in a cell and then there was three men in a cell oh my god so it went from what'd you say two to three no one to three. Oh, one to three yeah. so instead of like 600 multiply that by three so Jeez. see and that was another problem i've noticed looking at old uh like i was saying looking at these old asylums and prisons when they built them you know there is they don't think about the future 200 people you yeah. know and then and they can't they don't say no or something more like yeah to, i don't i don't understand so they had um a torture device they had this thing called the butterfly and it was an electric electrico that's what I don't know, it's weird electric torture device thing it's special i don't it's hard to pronounce it was a torture device but it was like electric they were they worded it really weird i'm sorry um it didn't ever say what it was used for or was like it that thing they used shock treatment when they used to shock the piss out of their head i'm not totally sure to do that too. because it's called something else that's called something else but they called it the butterfly. I don't know if they made their own name for it or like <laughs> what. But hmm. do the butterfly. And then they only so the people that got in trouble that were like rich, they gave those people like special last treatment, like special treatment, like. So like, let's say if I had money and I see you there, or you went there, I would get and pampered. We had, and we had money. Hey, take care of her. Don't beat her. Yeah, I would get pampered. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, well, see, and that's how a lot of stuff was back then. You know, a lot of prisons had, a lot of prisons were known, you know, back then for, hey, give them a uh, warden some extra money, get some benefits. See, that's why the uh, the Colombian cartels and the Mexican cartels do not want to get prosecuted and brought up here. Because I'm having a blonde moment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I have a really bad ball moment. Yeah, Lexi. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why they don't want to get caught or be up here because be down. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go over like a list of like kind of like what they have and kind of like a little bit of like what happened there. So. Well, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so there's a sanctuary. Sanctuary. And that was where you would be executed. And back then, they didn't have the electric chair, so it was like the hanging kind of death. Like, you would literally hung, be hung on a noose. Oh, God. And that's, they say that's like the place for the hauntings. Like, the main place. Well, yeah, because I think back then it was a firing squad or, uh, like you said, hanging. Because they didn't have electricity yet, so they couldn't do the electric chair. They couldn't do, what else is that one they do now? Um lethal injection yeah lethal injection they didn't have that yet so it was either firing squad or hanging yeah and then they have the infer for, inf uh, inferno no the uh the hospital thing the infirmary frick <laughs> or they stick all the dead bodies no the i can't say it i can't talk the infirmary for <laughs> in infirmary infirmary I know what it is, but now I can't say it right because every time I try. I s Anyways, I know what you're talking about. But I need them to know what I'm talking about. Informerary. Inf okay. Whenever you get sick in like a asylum or something and you go to this spot, <laughs> I can't say it. I'm having issues. Sorry. So, there was a lot that died there because I guess back then, like back then, they didn't have like a lot of cures that we have now for sickness, and also they were in prison, so like. Um, whenever you got sick, they just left you to die there. They wow. were just like, oh, you're sick, bye. <laughs> Sorry, bitch, I ain't helping you, you're sick, I ain't got Yeah, they didn't even, they you. didn't help them, like, with anything. They were just like, that. messed up. <laughs> yep. That's messed up as a soup sandwich. <laughs> and there, they had a basement, and there apparently was a guard there that was beaten to death, and there was another, like, prison person, an inmate, an inmate that was beaten to death, too. Yeah. So that was... <laughs> A story. Well, everybody just liked to beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah, there was a lot of fighting. Uh, there was also a library there. There was a young woman, like a librarian, murdered by an inmate. Jeez. See, man, I don't know if I could work in a prison. Oh, no, I can't. I cannot do that. Oh, no. Uh, too much. 
there's the cemetery and they say like if you have like flowers out there or like something like that they move all the time they don't stay in one place they don't like your flowers that's crazy <laughs> and then the chambers like of the um cells they called they called them chambers i guess back then the cells i guess this one person got sick or something and he said that uh he went to gully down and he felt a woman pull a blanket over him and tuck him in but there was no women allowed there and i mean he was by himself like he looked up and there was no one there wow. so it was <laughs> it was that weird. would be creepy as shit yeah i would be like what the fuck um and then the security card security, security guard security card what's a security card <laughs> the security guard that died in the basement um he has been seen like all over the place so, um, there's ghost tours. That's, I don't know if I said that. Ghost tours? Yeah, ghost tours. Sounds like you're saying ghost tours. That's my accent, okay? Ghost tours. Howdy, y'all. That's my accent right there, because I'm from <laughs> Texas. We talk, every one of us talk like that. I wonder how we sound to other people. I don't know. I probably do got a redneck twitch. Okay. So, whenever you walk through the halls of the prison, you can feel and hear like the frustration and the despair and the rage um just pissing them off like everybody well i mean there's just a lot of rage a lot of i mean prisons weren't no fucking i mean they're not today but back then they really weren't no yeah cakewalks and then they say the spirits of the inmates um haunt the halls and like cells and visitors (laughs) but that's pretty much it that i have for y'all do you have another story? Yeah, I do. If okay. you would get, I got get enough for one more, right? Because we did fill in for three, right? Yeah, that, that was my third one. That was your third one. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, I got <laughs> one more. Okay, well, mine. Okay. Yeah, the next podcast we'll have to do with the lights on because I can't. You can't see? Yeah, because I'm getting old and I need better lighting and I need new glasses and I'm going to have to get fucking bifocals, so. That's what happens when you get old. Well, shut up. That's what happens when you get young. You just shut up. You're so mean to me. Okay, continue. Okay, I'm going to be talking about the Mary Jane Bridge. There's a tiny bridge outside of... How you say that? Browsand? 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 Browsand, Louisiana. On the Bayou Country Road off of Highway 90. There's a tiny bridge known as the Mary Jane... Known as Mary Jane's Bridge. The story goes on her prom night... That oh the story is that on her prom night her date night wrapped her in the oh raped her wrapped her <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up he raped her and then beat her to death and then he oh he pan in, in panic he threw her over the side of the bridge in panic in panic exactly he beat her and raped her raped her that's what I couldn't understand and panicky threw over the bridge I was like oh I don't want to get caught bye like what? yeah that's what I couldn't understand I, okay you was in panic you just got the raping and beating the shit out of this girl but and that was her panic. prom date wow yeah. that's a good I guess that's that how he freaking makes love and like falls in love with women he's like but I was in love I don't remember I panicked oh, man. yeah I thought that was weird they say they never found her body Oh, mm. I would hate and the date, that. And the date claims he didn't rape her or beat her or nothing. She, he claims that she uh, just fell off the bridge. And the legend goes, her ghost, a woman in white. And I made sure I put that in parentheses. A woman in white. Yes, Almost another every woman freaking in white. story. And okay, this one, a woman in white. She haunts the uh, area and the bridge. Legend says if you drive on the bridge and turn off your and turn off your headlights... That she will appear looking at you through the window. I wonder what she does to men. I don't know. Well, they don't. I mean, there's no reports for doing anything to men, but they say you turn your, you drive up on the bridge, 
and turn your headlight and turn your headlights off, she'll appear looking at you through the window. That would be weird. I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> I would not. I would be like, Bye. yeah, but that's what threw me off. That's another one of them urban legend things. Well, and then the part where you're like, he panicked, so he pushed yeah, her off. Yeah, Debbie said it said and it said uh, he beat her to death and and he panicked and threw her over the bridge. And I'm thinking. It's kind of too late to already panic, buddy. You already fucking well, beat her and raped That makes her. me wonder, did, like, he see a car coming or, like, something? And well, he was like, oh, crap. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's so messed that's up. Too, and then they never found her body. Like, that girl uh-uh. didn't even get justice. Yeah, nothing. See, and that's why a lot of, I think, ghosts are, that's another reason they say ghosts are out here. Because a lot of them never got justice. Justice or peace or, like, they're. And I've seen, have you ever seen it on some of your ghost stories? And y'all might have out there, like, you hear some of these ghost stories. And the ghost is trying to say something to bring their murder back up and get people to look at it again. And they usually find the person that murdered them and their spirit can rest. you ever seen stories like that? Yeah. Like, okay, so our ghost shows are like ghost, not ghost adventures. My haunted house are like the ones with the median in it. Yeah. She finally gets them to go into peace. Or like pass. See, that's that's, that's what I think a lot of the problem is. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just like that axe house. Then people died in a tragic death. Yeah, that was that was tragic. Okay, I actually want to do one more. Can I do one more? Well, we've done three apiece. Can I do one more? How long is it going to be? It's a really short one. Okay, we'll do one more shorty for you, fellas. Sorry. Hey, we're doing good. We're getting close to an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put a blanket up for next time we do this. Cause that <laughs> looks so... Uh, I just want to do a trial run and see how it looks, but that looks so trashy. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to keep the light on. For the, people, for the people who aren't seeing the video, we yeah. are in... We aren't fancy yet. We don't have a separate podcast room. We took over my brother's room. Yeah. And so you can see everything. And so we're thinking about just getting like redneck in it and putting a blanket behind us whenever we do the videos. Ooh, since we're doing a ghost one, this would be a great idea. I could go and get Ashley over here to help us and we could do the same thing for hers. But we can get a sheet for the background and paint like ghost stuff on it. Or we could paint ghost stories told from the south. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. And have some ghosts on it. Just get some old sheets and just put them, hang them to put behind us. Yeah, Pinterest, that stuff. My muscles. Okay, let me, uh, they also, remember, the people listening can't also see it right now because we're not there yet. So, okay. Oh, but they will. They will. Because all that stuff where I'm going to put on eventually. Okay, so let me talk, <laughs> let me do this one real quick because I'm, I was looking at it and I was like, hey, this kind of goes with the axe murder, so let me just sell it. Okay, so this is the Lizzie Borden house. <laughs> This is in Fall River, Massachusetts. See, and that one was crazy, too. Wait, you've heard about this one? Lizzie Borden? Yeah, that's famous. Everybody knows about her. I didn't. Really? Yeah. I've known about her since I was a kid. Lizzie Borden, they got away, she, They say she got away with killing her mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for the people out there who don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. That's a good famous story. So, on August... What is it with you and Axes today? Oh, it's... I've noticed you really... Focused on axes. <laughs> Shut up. You want to go chop some wood later with Dad? You're going to try to chop my hand off or something? I'll no. Like, hey, Dad, remember Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Done. So on the 4th of August, uh, 1892, Andrew and Abby Borden were found brutally murdered in their home with an axe. Again, an axe. Um, Abby had 18 strikes and she died cleaning a guest room. And Andrew had 11 strikes, and he died sleeping on a couch. That's what was crazy. Man. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of it? No, I couldn't look at the pictures. Uh, I should, though. I kind of want to. They really showed the dad, and he's sitting there like he's just like this. Just lying and down? his head's fucking split wide open. Yeah. Dang. Um, talking. So... The murder, they, the cops said the murder looked like an inside job because there was no signs of, like, a, a, yeah. a break-in or anything. And, um, Lizzie said she was the only, or Lizzie was the only one home during the murder, but she said she didn't hear anything. And her Lizzie's friend later saw her burning a dress or something that had, like, blood on it. And so that was weird. But she said it had old paint, so she was like, the friend was like, okay, whatever. And then the axe was never found, never came up, and the dress was never found, and never came up until her friend said something. So, that was weird. 
but um, they said that they were trying to charge Lizzie or something, and then she was like, "Yeah, look." Oh my God! Yeah, that's sorry. I'm looking at the pictures. That's the dad. He was legit, legitly sleeping in the fucking house. Jesus Christ! I don't know if y'all can see that. Yeah, that's. Um. They can't see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's him on the couch. She got him a. She like. Jeez. Yeah. She didn't try to get any part of his body. That was all to his head. Yeah, everything was to his head. Everything. What about the stepmom? Because Abby wasn't the mom. She was the stepmom because yeah. I guess... I don't know what happened to her actual mom. I guess she died or something, I think. Maybe, or remarried. Sure. I don't know. But the... um, uh, yeah. uh, Andrew was her actual dad and Abby was her stepmom. And <coughs> apparently she was mad at her dad for remarrying or something. I don't know. It wasn't clear what her motive was. You might know. I don't know. That was the stepmom's face. That's the face? Yeah, it was, she was that tore up. Dang. Yeah, because Abby had 18 strikes and her dad only had 11. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess, because I, I honestly really don't know why. her mo- I guess because I think they said her motives are still unclear. Yeah, she, she got her brought by between the bed and the... Jeez. Just axed the shit out of them. But she didn't do it, goddammit. Yeah, she got away with it. That's crazy. I think because they tried to prosecute her or something, but they didn't have enough evidence. Even though, like, I mean, obviously. But they didn't have, like, the lie detector see, test or anything back then. The carpet, you can see some of the hits to the axe. Oh, head. my God. Yeah. Yeah, she's Lord. never seen the pictures, people. I'm sitting here telling her, showing her, and she's like, what the... F-? Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. So let me move on just like a little bit. Yeah, they found her just like that, face down. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it looked like her, she got hit from behind doing work or something. Yeah, she was cleaning and the, the guest dad, room. And he was fucking sleeping in his goddamn, I mean, look. He was sleeping on the literally. couch. Jeez. Oh, Take my God. Take a little God. nap and just whack. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that. Okay, so... Now apparently it's a bed and breakfast, and there's also ghost tours on it in it, and you can stay there. Obviously, it's a bed and breakfast. But um, they said that the fire alarms go off at 3 a.m. Ev- like every few months. Why everybody's sleeping? Ooh. See what is it with 3 a.m. Man? Because it's the witch hour. Remember the kids run that 3 a.m. bullshit for a while, saying, "Oh, we gotta stay up till 3." Yeah, because it's the, that's when the ghost every like that's like if you want to go do EVPs or whatever, that's, that's the when? the most active hour is three. Huh? I always thought it was midnight. I don't know why. Everyone now says it's like three, Hell but yeah. um, and then there's that's high frequencies like where they were murdered, it's like in the guest room or like the uh, couch. Oh man! And then on there's ghosts in the mirrors and on cameras like. In the mirror, like whenever you're looking in the mirror, you can like see one like their ghosts and stuff. The room where Abby died—that's the most popular, probably because she got sh- hit in the f- like head the most. Yeah, she looks like she got hit in the back of the head. Yeah, she got a lot, hmm. and the old man got it caved his face in. It looked like. Yeah, and then you can hear creaking upstairs when no one's there. <sighs> like they're walking upstairs, the doors open and close by themselves. Huh, sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there's a faint smell of floral scent, like, I guess, like, Abby's perfume. Wow. And then the owner, I don't know if it's the new one, like, the ones that own the B&B or something, yeah. but the she or he woke up at 3 a.m. and they saw the chandelier on, and the light was getting, like, brighter and brighter and brighter, and then it just busted. Damn. Yeah. And she, like, ran out. She was like, uh, oh, forget this. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her. I forget you, mother. Yeah, so, well, that's it. <laughs> that's cool. See, that that's a cool story because when she went to trial and all that, um, uh, people thought she was doing it for the inheritance, of course, because her dad was apparently rich. Yeah, that was another motive, too. Yeah, but she never got accused of it or anything. They never found the murder, but everybody suspected she did it because, come on. She was in the house when the murders happened. How do you not hear that? Yeah. Like, I get her dad not hearing because he was asleep in the, that house. Like, she, I think, pretty sure the mom, the stepmom got hit first. And she, she was way to. upstairs. She was yeah. way upstairs. Yeah, she would have to. And that's that old man was a hard sleeper. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and getting in the head, getting hit in the head like that, you really can't scream after that. Yeah. That's a lot of brain damage. Well, and too, you know, she, uh, 
She might have had help doing it. Think about it. She could have gave somebody some money and... I didn't think about that. Because no one said anything about seeing anybody come and go out of the house. Oh, that's true. Well, no, I did did. read something about, like, the nanny, or not the nanny, the uh, housekeeper. Yeah. Being there, but she said that she wasn't in the house, or, like, she was upstairs or something with Lizzie. Or, I don't know. Oh. But they could have been working together. They could have, because, I mean, her dad had a lot back then. I mean, he had a lot of money back then, man. Well... I think that's all we have for you guys. I hope y'all had a good time at that in our first live little bit there. We're going to get better at everything. But yeah. Just we're just get, trying to get more auctions, get us out there more and stuff, you know, because I know there's probably some some platforms y'all don't have or can't hear us. So yeah. if we figure we get on YouTube, y'all could see our ugly mugs. <laughs> so Thanks. Hey. Shut you. up at the pimple. Flexing. I hate you. I have a pimple on my freaking face, and he gets on pointing it. Cut her finger. (laughs) Okay. But uh, yeah, guys, y'all hit us up on our email at uh, ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth at gmail dot com. Hit us up on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and check uh, out our Instagram and Twitter at South Texas Ghost. They're both that. I know. But yeah, y'all guys hit us up. Keep listening to us and keep uh, liking our stuff. Hitting the subscribe buttons. to keep downloading. Yeah, you. You know, and uh, another thing, we really need y'all to really start listening to the podcast the whole way through, too, please. Please, please. <laughs> but we want to thank. And feel uh, free to always DM us and stuff. Tell yes, us what yeah, we can do to improve. If yeah. you have any advice for us, yeah. please let us know because we are like. Yeah, because we really want to do this like for a long time, so we're not going nowhere. Just we want to get better, so we can't get better if y'all can't tell us where we sound. And we want to be quality. Yeah. We want to like be great. Hundred percent quality. So, but yeah, y'all hit us up in all them places and prods, and we uh, we'll see y'all later. This has been Stephen Booth and Lexi Booth for Ghost Stories Told from the South, and we will catch y'all later, ladies and gentlemen. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening the podcast of Ghost Stories Told from the South. Bye.